Wow. What a week of football in the Premier League. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Super good. Super good. Well, I shouldn't say super good because my boys lost today terribly. <laughs> I don't, don't want to talk about that yet, though. That was last yeah. game of the weekend. So first game of the weekend, though, your boys. Yes, sir. I think we, uh, you know, shocked a few people for sure. Yeah, I don't think anybody really saw that coming other than you, but <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a it was an it was a cool game to watch because I feel like we established dominance the whole game. Like there was maybe two chances that they had the whole game. I don't know. Yeah, and I think I think one zero doesn't even do you guys justice. You guys had yeah. hella chances and Grealish almost put in a banger too. Yeah. Which one was was it the one where he took him on the left and then cut inside? Yeah, and the fingertips outside the post. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Um. So if you guys don't know what we're men talking about, um, we actually us the defending champions went to uh Stanford Bridge, which is Chelsea's home ground, and we ended up uh snagging a one nil victory. Um, the score like he's like Eli previously mentioned. Um, the score definitely didn't reflect the way that the game actually went. Um. From a statistical standpoint, I feel like we completely dominated the game in every single sense. I don't know how you feel about it, but I mean, I, I at no point did I feel like I was in danger from apart apart from like two two counterattacks at, at most. Yeah, and your guys' defense looked really strong. And then Ruben Diaz, man, I, I just think it's really impressive that he comes to a team, champions of the league, and then he takes a captain's badge already in his second year at the club. And then he played like a captain today. Like, he's the perfect person to have as your captain. Like, mm-hmm. that uh, diving tackle he made to uh, against Kovacic when he took yep. that rip. Bro, that tackle as a center back, it made me a little horny. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. But I think um, I think Tuchel, he even referred to he he got it wrong, his lineup. And I think he did get it wrong because Werner and Lukaku up top together, they didn't look very um, – they don't look like they're in sync, really. You know, yeah. they kind of – they need to change that up for sure. And then yeah. um, Lukaku, you know, he got unlucky, I think, a lot of the game. I, mm-hmm. I He kind of got bullied for being such a big player. He kind of almost looked weaker than the rest of the defenders, and he's a way bigger player than they are. So um, I, I just don't know how I felt about his performance. Kind of – it was Ooh, kind uh, of – Werner um, or Lukaku? Well, Werner, he's just ass. Yeah. But uh, Lukaku, I was kind of disappointed with him, honestly. Yeah. I thought he would be able to do more. But it's all good. Not a big deal. Um, Especially because you're a City fan, I always give them a little bit more support. So Yeah. No, and, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like uh, through the course of the game, I don't know if, if it was part of uh, Tuchel's tactics, but um, I think that he was trying to put uh, Lukaku on Laporte's side versus Diaz. Just because he could, he felt like he probably could out out muscle him, and like turn him, which he did a couple of times. Um, but I just feel like, and like we we completely took the sting out of the game. Um, it, it was, I this is definitely like a statement we made that I feel like maybe that the this is probably the team that everybody has to win the you know like that's their pick to win the league this season uh and to, for us to go to their house and pull yeah, because 
safe every time, you know, that five yeah. in the back, or if you want to call it three in the back, but it's realistically five in the back. Yeah. And then um, I, they just line up like they're going to hold down at least a tie every single time or maybe get a win. They don't really mm-hmm. look like they're ever going to take a loss. And today, it looked like they were going against it the whole time. Or not today, yeah. but yesterday. Um, yeah, and it was weird because before the before they conceded a goal, they're, like they seemed to like – play extremely safe you know like they were kind of banking on their two forwards to make something happen and at that point like they were just i feel i feel like everybody was so separated like they like i feel like the what is it the the rest of the team like, apart from the front two were like like i say like 30 40 yards apart you know so that like, they would boot the ball long and then they would have any support to go with it you know apart what i thought from- was also weird is the fact that they put Jorginho in holding mid and then they put Conte a little bit more as a center mid. And I just don't think that really supports his playing style. He's more of a defensive mid. And, and when he does get the chance to go forward, it looks good. But to have him being that player that just attack, attack, and then defend, defend, you know, box the box, I think he's better as a defensive mid, man, honestly. That's mm-hmm. just where he's supposed to be. And I think Jorginho, yeah, he's good at defensive mid. If anything, you play two defensive mids with one cam, but you don't put Conte as a center mid. And then only mm-hmm. Jorginho as you're holding that. That alone doesn't make sense to me. And I think, honestly, it should have been Conte there and Jorginho as the box to box. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is that um, I was reading a stat online that says that Man City have just conceded one goal in their in their six Premier League games this season, the fewest they've shipped at this stage of any league season in their history. So this is like the fewest goals we've conceded throughout the first 16 of the seasons ever, which, I mean, it shows, like, a statement that, I mean, although, yeah, we get ripped because we don't fucking finish the ball, or, you know, we don't have a striker and we don't have, we don't put our opportunities away. I mean, I feel like we're slowly starting to become, like, like a like a defensive unit, you know? We're trying to, like, I feel like three years ago, we were definitely known for, like, yeah, I mean, they're good. They put, they score shit little goals, but they can't defend, you know? Like, we we're basically outscoring opposition, and now it's, like, we've become so solid in the back that it's just a matter of whether we can, you know, like it's completely flipped in the last couple of years. I mean, which is, which is technically isn't a good, like, isn't a bad thing. I would say at least, you know, I think you guys like honestly are going to become like the highest scoring, like one of the higher scoring teams too. It's just right now things are a little slow, but you got De Bruyne back in the starting lineup. Grealish firing on all cylinders. Gabriel Jesus playing well. And you got players coming off the bench that are all playing well too. And now yeah. you got a solid back. Like, I don't know what the record is for goal difference in the season is, but I think you guys can honestly uh, challenge for it no matter what it is. Yeah, and you know what's another interesting stat is that, uh, speaking of, of Ruben Diaz and the impact he's made, I guess in um, in the twenty in the 38 matches that he's played in in the Premier League, we've only conceded 22 goals. And then when we, he doesn't play, we've conceded 39 goals in 38 matches without him he's almost like two extra players on the field at that point that's what i'm saying you guys are playing five in the back when you really only got four yeah and it's um it's definitely a morale boost for us too because i know we have a a really tough week coming up with kicking off with the chelsea game at stanford bridge and then i know we have a psg midweek at psg and then uh on sunday we play liverpool at anfield as well so i mean i this is going to be a, like if there's a time or like a season defining week, at least for the top four, I would definitely say that this was a, this is this is our season defining week for sure. Because, I mean, to pick up points 
I, I mean, I could care less about the Champions League just because it's group stage. Yeah, you guys should honestly not worry too much about that. It's the first, you know what I mean, first half yeah. of the group stage too. Like but, you, you could fuck up this game and then still do fine. Exactly. Um, but to pick up points at, at Chelsea and at, at Liverpool, like that would be huge, especially when it comes to like title implications, you know, in the long run. Especially yep. like if it comes to it, a tie for some reason later on and you have the wins on your name. It's exactly. Um, yeah, especially the way that this season's going because it's 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 starting to look like, yeah, although although the, the big teams are pushing some some teams away, at least the lower half teams, like the mid table teams are starting to give other teams like the, the top four a challenge for sure. As we saw yeah. in the next, I don't think th- it's going to be a season where you see one team run away with it or two. I think it's going to be like four or five teams up at the top. The table is mm-hmm. going to be a lot closer than it's been in the previous years. Yeah, which is which is a good thing at least for for viewers, you know, because it keeps everybody engaged and it keeps like they're everyone having title hopes no matter what happens. Yeah, for sure. Especially especially like what I, like how I said that uh, mid table teams are giving hard, like top four teams the struggle, which was happening simultaneously at the in the other game going on you know which is uh the man united aston villa game yeah not even just that game every game this weekend was fucking crazy honestly but yeah, yeah let's move on to the man U game man U versus aston villa i believe we called that last week bro we said that this yeah. shit was probably gonna happen and it did happen and aston villa comes out with the win in the last minute mm-hmm. and what first of all it was one zero they mm-hmm. won it in the very end of the game with a, a set mm-hmm. piece. But I'll be honest, man. The fact that this game was 1-0, it amazes me. There were so many chances on both sides of the field. I don't know how this yeah. game didn't end like 3-2, honestly. Yeah. Um, From what I saw, I mean, because I, I couldn't watch both games simultaneously. But from what I saw, I mean, I, I can safely say that, I mean, I'm being completely unbiased because I know people are going to think, oh, he's a City fan, so he's going to obviously go side with Aston Villa. Nah, that's not how it works, you know? <laughs> this is coming from a completely unbiased uh, opinion. I mean, from what I saw is um, Villa had the clear of the chances. Like, don't get me wrong. United had like, at least two chances that they should have put away as well. But out of the out of the clear chances, I could say that Villa Dude, easily right had. Right at the opening of the game, they mm-hmm. play it across, and he just shanks it over. And it's just like, mm-hmm. dude, that just it's like, dude, they were knocking on the door all game. Yeah, not and just knocking; Villa, they were pounding on the door. Yeah, and Villa's like that team that's gonna give. It doesn't matter who they play in the top four; they're gonna give them a hard time just because I think they're like slightly above what a mid-table team is, and like they're not they're not quite good enough to be a top four team as well, you know. So like they they're gonna stack up pretty nicely against against any of the teams in the top four for sure. Yeah, they they're they're quality man, and I don't even know how I feel. Do they? All right, so they get the PK at the end of the game. Uh, Cavani heads it into the hand of I forget what his name is, but he's the one that scored the goal too. Dude, honestly, man, how are you supposed to pull your hand away from that in time? You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like the refs don't even give him a like. That should not be a PK, but whatever they give the PK. But the soccer yeah. god spoke, and you never yeah. see Bruno Fernandez miss like that. And that alone tells you that shit wasn't a PK because <laughs> he missed it so bad. Yeah. Um. And. I think another interesting like talking point or something to point out for sure was definitely a lot of the refereeing decisions and the way that they were kind of slacking to like make calls. Cause I know at the beginning of the season, they said that they were going to try to go to like more of a natural flowing, like refereeing yeah. calls and stuff like that. Like per se, They've like been doing a little bit better with it for sure. But 
Yeah, but they were. But I mean, like this weekend in particular, like I noticed that a lot of things weren't getting called when they should have been. You know, because I, I like they were kind of waiting and like letting it play out when they shouldn't have. Like especially the offsides. Like the, what the yeah. fuck is the point of having a linesman anymore if they're gonna wait for like thirty seconds before they call obvious offsides? And then yep. like the ones that are close, they fucking throw the flag up and then they check it. And it's like I really don't understand the point of a linesman anymore. You really could just have two center refs at this point. Like, it's some exactly. Sunday league-ass soccer, and just fucking put them out there. And, they, dude, it doesn't make sense to have the linesman anymore because you have VAR, and you're not even mm-hmm. going to consider keeping the game flowing. Like, the referee's not going to just go to the linesman and be like, are you sure? He's always going to go to VAR. So, realistically, what what are you there for? Mm-hmm. And and it's cool to see because – it's cool to see Aston Villa win just because, yeah, they got a, a lot of money and they made the right signings. But, like, just because you make you, – you, basically shipping a new team it doesn't always translate into you being a better team necessarily oh, no. no definitely not no and look I at mean, tottenham it, fuck it, <laughs> um and another interesting stat is that um as like this win this this weekend that just passed was uh aston villa's first win at old trafford since 2009 damn and this is <laughs> this is man U's best team since 2009 yeah. probably too <laughs> yeah um and it's their first victory in their last 18 meetings dating back to then, which is pretty insane to think about. Oh, shit. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's like, and it's cool because it's like, you know, like that, I think that's what makes like adds to like the lore of the Premier League and like the, like, you know, like the, 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 the appeal of it, you know, the fact that literally anybody in the fucking table can go to anybody anybody's house or even like yeah this, this isn't house. a farmer's league like the fucking uh yeah French this is this, league this, and, the, and the spanish league and any other league bro they're all farmers leagues at this point yeah this premier league and in this especially this season man oh man i just love being a prem fan and i hate the fact that some people try to deny it He's like you can't even deny it at this point like this yeah. is the best league in the world man there's a reason for that i mean like you said like this is, I mean, yeah, as of late, don't get me wrong, we, we've kind of, like, run away with the leagues a couple times, but, I mean, even then, like, like I I feel like you can't, nobody really watches the German league, so, I mean, because the fucking Bayerns won it the last decade, literally. Same thing with Serie A. I mean, up until now, Juve literally won it, like, nine times in a row. They suck this season. I mean, we don't talk about their league, but, like, bro, they have, like, one win. Dybala <laughs> yeah. had to get walked off the field this this week because he's hurt and he's their captain and i think napoli it is has like they're undefeated with six wins i uh, know it's ac milan i think well, maybe um, both anyways, of them. yeah and you know you know what's another th- you know it's another cool stat about uh the top like this the whole upset because i i mean man, up to this point man united and chelsea were both undefeated so they for one they both lost their their undefeated status in the league for this season. But actually, um, Man United and Chelsea have both lost top flight home games on the same day for the first time since New Year's Eve of 2011, which is kind of crazy to think about. That is crazy. But, I mean, if we want to move forward to the next game. Who was Everton and Norwich, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Everton won won 2-0, yeah. Fucking Decore, man. That guy's a fucking absolute baller. Well, it was a nice layoff by uh, Damari Gray, honestly. Yeah. He's making I, that I just, pick, I think. He's a pro. Yeah. For sure. And, I mean, I just I just really like the way Decore plays. It's just he's 
He's like an ultimate box to box midfielder, you know. He's so underrated. Like I'm, surp- I'm surprised the bigger team hasn't come in and swooped him out of out of Everton's hands. But I mean, it's cool to see him do his thing, you know. Especially because like he's not really like known for being like a prolific goal scorer. But I mean, to score what two goals already in your first what six games, that's pretty good for being your midfielder, honestly. Especially being on a team like that, you know. Yeah, especially. Yeah, especially because he's never really been like deemed as a goal scorer and then this season he's just well the first goal he scored was an absolute banger and then this goal was just like to put the game to sleep you know so it was a big important goal for them uh they honestly had the game really under control if i'm being honest like from the first minute it didn't really look like norwich was really going to do much but mm-hmm. you know how soccer is man it really only takes one chance and then the whole yeah. game flips momentum changes and then now you're on the back foot so Mm-hmm. It's important to get that second goal, but sometimes second a two goal lead is the worst lead to have. But in a moment like that, nah, they were gonna score more goals. You could tell if the game was longer. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean Everton. I mean they had a stumble what last week when they lost, I believe. Yeah, but I mean I think overall I just think their their squad's super quality. So I mean they're gonna be able to like get yeah, scrappy they, they wins. Never- they were never going to lose that game, though. If they did lose that game, it would have been a big, big turning point in their season, I think. But they they, they toughed it out. They did their shit, handled business. Yeah, I mean, and it shows that their quality, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, like, like have, you could always the... lose that game, you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm, exactly. everybody's tripping. Like, I could see Tottenham doing some shit like that this season, bro. Fuck, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> the, next, the next game of the weekend, who was it? Leeds, West Ham. Oh, Fuck, that was a good game. Yeah, Antonio's goal at the end. All right, we'll get to that. <laughs> that oh my god, he's falling. He needs Tottenham needs to just sell Kane and bring in Antonio. I would love to have him, man. That hey was man, such a we, good hey, goal. All I gotta say is that you guys had the chance to get rid of him and get Antonio, but what what happened? I know, I know. Kane has just gone missing this season, bro. Like, fuck, that guy's just <laughs> his head is not there anymore. You know? Yeah. But Rafinha's just, goal to start off the game, bro, was just disgusting. Oh, yeah, Rafinha's? Yeah, it was yeah. like a Tony Cruz finish, you know, that little pass into the bottom bottom corner from outside the box. Perfect finish. And the buildup yeah. was nice, too. And, and you want to know something interesting about that goal? Is uh, Rafinha has scored five goals from outside the box in the Premier League, the joint most by any player in the division since his debut in October 2020, tied with Human Song. That's crazy, huh? Damn. And you know what? He was outside the box and took another left-footed shot, and he hit the post like two minutes after that too. Yeah, I actually really like that guy. Like, I think oh, he's, he's good. Like, yeah, he's like I think he's like a like a I would say him and him and uh, Calvin Phillips are like above everybody else. You know, you know like, who was just... disappointing for me on Leeds honestly mm-hmm. was was James man. Like he didn't he didn't play good. Nah, dude, like, they had a chance, like, when they got the first goal, they were going mm-hmm. to break right after, and he had a chance to play a good through ball, and he played it straight at the defender, man, and, like, mm-hmm. honestly, like, those moments, they they dictate a game. Yeah, and, so, I mean, he's just been, he's just been slacking for sure, but he just had a kid, so maybe his mind isn't in the right place right now. Yeah, Um. and then didn't they play, um, what's your name? Um, let's see, yeah, let's see. yeah. I mean, it's cool to see that Antonio is, like, getting on the score sheet as well, you know? Well, uh, continuously, bro. Yeah. And the goal, 90th-minute goal to win the game, and then you, like, take the first touch, you play it around the player, and then 
Ooh. Oh my god. Composure. The finish behind the back of the player. Keeper yeah. left in no man's land. Oh man, it was just such a good goal. It, and then just, like the it, whole it's... game the whole game he looked like he wanted to score. He had a few chances and then like mm-hmm. he just got unlucky, man. He's just yeah. so good. You could just tell by like the way he's just taking his opportunities this season is that like his his finishing is matured on like such a higher level this season. And his first can, touch is, is really good too. Like he's able yeah. to set himself up so quickly mm-hmm. and get that pop off shot. It's yeah, like you you really only have you. They say you got three seconds to take a shot, but this guy's taking it in like one to two seconds. Exactly, and I mean I I mean don't get me wrong. I think he might be end up challenging. Like if he's going at the rate he's going, I think he might challenge for that golden boot this season for sure. Yeah, Especially he's like West Ham's Vardy. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if West Ham's going to get a goal, you know who the hell is coming from already, you know? And it's just a matter of whether you can stop it or not. Dude, and at the end of the first half, he played such a nice through ball to Fornals, and Fornals just whiffed it. But, like, dude, the ball with his weak foot all the way across downfield, perfect. Mm-hmm. Set him up so nice. Like I said, he missed it. But, oh, that guy's balling out of control right now. I, th- I think that he's – this probably is his last season at the club just by the way he's playing. Oh, yeah. There's no way he doesn't get scooped up by at least, like, not necessarily maybe, like, a top four team, but, like, somebody challenging for that, like, like seven to, like, yeah, seven like to a five spot, team. you know? Yeah. He would help you guys out, and like, immensely. Oh, yeah. Especially because I, I feel like he's, like, super – he's like, I feel like he's a lot more mobile than, like, per se, Kane. Yeah, Kane is just slow, man. And if he's not scoring, then what the fuck is the point of having him on the field at that Yeah. Point? <laughs> to um, to give assists <laughs> to I know, Saka, like, dude. Yeah, right. Fuck, dude. <laughs> <sighs> but I mean, yeah. Game. Yeah. Um. It. It's. I mean, as far as we predicted, I think we we've, we've seen that, or at least we've thought that West Ham's gonna be one of those teams that are for sure gonna challenge for the Europa League spots. And I mean, yeah, right now, Villa and West Ham, those two, they're gonna be side by side. Yeah, they haven't disappointed so far. You know, like I mean, they've all had hiccups. You know, but that it's this, it's a long season. There's 38 weeks. You know. Yeah, so, there was I mean, an- another big for, upset, especially this weekend in uh, mm-hmm. Leicester and Burnley. Dude, <laughs> Burnley playing like they're fucking <laughs> challenging for the Champions League spot, almost, man. That's what I'm saying, and it's Bro. it's crazy because it's super back and forth too. You know, like it, it was, was like all right, man. One score. and then Vardy with the hat trick. <laughs> yeah right and that's his you know that's his first own goal ever for the club in what? His, like 360 yeah in his 360th appearance Damn. for the club I which is pretty that. insane and he's also and he's also the first player to score a goal and an own goal in a single in like a single premier league match he's the first lesser player at least to do I that i was gonna say is he really that sounds like almost not believable yeah, no, nah, he he's the first Leicester player to do that at least, which is kind of crazy. You know, my man, my man stays breaking records whether they're good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, mean, but it, I mean, it's it's a it's a Vardy party. You know, he's always he's always getting on the score sheet. Yeah, he's always he's just dude, he's unstoppable. Really, he's just like mm-hmm. I said, you know what's coming and you can't stop it. Still, so exactly, it's just a matter of how like how you minimize it. You know, mm-hmm. which is. I mean, but props to Burnley for sure because I mean they managed to pull up an upset, you know. Bro, did you see that Corne volley? Oh, oh man, scoring on your debut, also, you know, like Dude, that, that... it was so gross the way he hit that. It was perfect, man. To... 
Vardy coming through again with the second goal. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean you have game. to when you fuck up, you know? Yeah, 100%. Two goals for Vardy, one own goal. Three. <laughs> well, well, yeah, three goals. One one own goal, three, two yeah. for his team. Called a mm-hmm. hat trick. I'll give it to him. Yes, sir. <laughs> the the own perfect. goal was a nice finish. <laughs> That's true, though. But uh, who is the next game? Let me check it out. Oh, Newcastle. Damn, Damn dude. Long staff. I, dude, I got was balling the whole game, honestly. Bro, fucking banger. Dude, did you, he almost scored a couple bangers, man. Like, he got unlucky twice earlier in the half, and then he just oh, mm. rips that shit so hard. The keeper even gets a fingertip on it, and it still goes top corner, man. Yeah. Oh, it, he it was cool to see because so well. he's like an academy player, too, you know? Yeah. I, I actually didn't know that. Yeah. I, I yeah, believe he's quality. him. Him, him and his brother, because, I mean, his bro- I don't think his brother's there anymore. I think he went to, like, Celtic or some shit, but, like, for the last couple of seasons, him and his brother had been balling out, like, straight out of the academy. Did you see cool. Did you see that 1v1 where uh, St. Maximin tried to take the keeper for some stupid reason? It's... Yeah. Dude, the keeper was, like, 20 yards off his line, and St. Maximin is, like, dude, 10 yards away from the keeper. Perfect angle to hit a chip, too, on his strong foot, and he mm-hmm. comes in. And does like three scissors and tries to take the keeper on and then fucks it all up. It's just like, bro, what are you doing? That's how you know you got like, What are you shot. thinking? It's all dribbles, man. That's some priority yeah. shit right there. He he just lacks this like decision making. Poor guy. I mean, because he has the quality to be really good, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I mean, who, who scored for um um Watford? They honestly, dude. I we sorry. called Watford. Oh yeah, that the like double header, huh? Yeah. Which is a good finish, you know? Like, you come in on the back post on the third-man run, and you just knock it in. And, I mean, it's their best player, too, so that adds a lot of confidence on their on his part, at least, you know, to make yeah, sure were kind Yeah, they were kind of getting dominated, though. Like, honestly, I think Newcastle was really unlucky not to get that win. They had so many good chances. Mm-hmm. A lot of good saves that game. You know, Alan St. Maximum has registered a goal or an assist in four consecutive games. Hmm. Which is pretty cool. That is cool, actually. Uh, the next game, for me, man. Three. We said this from last week, man. Uh, anybody's gonna. I not expect it. It's gonna be Brentford. Liverpool's such an attacking team. Yeah. And Brentford also is mm-hmm. like a team that could go on the attack last minute, and they could hold that down in defense. Bro, it was such a roller coaster of a ride, back and forth, back and forth. You score, I score. You score, I score. Oh man! Yeah, and it was like, yeah, it was. It literally felt like it was like a boxing match, you know? Like you hit me with a hard one, I hit you back, you know? Like I'm, it was I'm a so sick to watch, man. So sick to watch. Like I it said, was, it was cool definitely from, like, the game of the weekend. Yeah, it's cool from a neutral perspective, you know, because like you want, because you know they're both super attacking, you know. So you just kind of figured that this shit was not going to be close. You know, like it wasn't going to be a 1-1 draw or a 1-0 win, you know. And it, it lived up to what it was, you know, or well, at least what we thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Like then, it started off with Brentford taking the lead, bro. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jota. And then um, they actually take the lead at some point, I believe, with Salah's goal. And then they yeah. tie it right away, bro, like really soon after. But then Jones comes through with like a freaking laser finish. 
fucking crazy shot, dude. Like, just rips the shit out of it. Hits him mm. with that rebuttal. And then, yep. I want to say, like, probably 20 minutes goes by. The game kind of starts slowing down a little bit. And then it just instantly picks back up when they score a goal. We saw he comes on off the bench. And then he had just scored two goals. The announcers were saying, like, earlier in the week during a cup match. Oh, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. Uh, Comes off the bench and scores, like, within 30 seconds, dude. Like, that's so badass. And it was such a composed finish, too, because the, he, the initial shot had rebounded off of a defender. And for you to have the composure to come on it and get it on your weak foot and then still chip the goalkeeper from, like, such a close distance, like, that definitely shows, like, composure on your end, you know? I just I, that that game left me speechless. If I'm being completely yeah. honest, yeah, it was a it was a quality game. I mean, a couple a couple interesting stats from it is that Mohamed Salah managed to bag his 100th goal, Premier, his 100th League. Premier League goal, Premier yeah. League goal for the club in 151 games, which yeah, is a, which makes a, him which makes him the fastest uh, Liverpool player to ever do it, which is kind of interesting. He's up there with the likes of like Thierry Henry, right? Yeah. Which is crazy yeah, because you're comparing him to players like Henri, Aguero, and these are strikers, and he's a winger, yeah. bro. Like he's not even crazy. a striker. He's definitely going to be one of the like remembered as probably one of the better players to ever step foot in the Premier League, which is cool considering that he had such a bad start, start to his career. Yeah, at Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. And then another interesting stat is that Liverpool have conceded three away goals in the Premier League versus a newly promoted team for the first time since uh, January 2016. Which was against Norwich back in the day, which was a five four win for them. Dang. Five four. Shit. <laughs> so I mean they Liverpool struggle likes to, against these teams. Yeah, Liverpool likes to get into like some fucking rugby ass games, you know, like with rugby scorelines and shit. Hockey scorelines. Which is pretty interesting. But I mean it's cool for them, you know. I mean it 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 definitely gave us like like a like a good show and it showed why that we're one of the best you know, we're the best league to watch in the world. Yeah, and the other thing that's crazy is like, dude, Brentford almost came out with that win too. Like they, they didn't yeah. just settle for the three three. Like they kept attacking, man, and like yeah. they they looked almost like the better team. They they were. I feel like they were always on the front foot. They're always trying to make shit happen. I felt like Liverpool was super. Like you know, like they're kind of reacting. Like although they took the lead, like it wasn't like it was always because oh they they were on the counter or they caught somebody slipping, but it. It seemed like, I mean, I don't know if it was because they were at home, but they were like, I felt like Brentford was definitely trying to take the initiative in the game and try to take it to Liverpool for sure. Yeah, and it paid off 100%. And the stadium it, was just erupting, bro. It was, it was awesome to see that, like, after the game, like, that, like the, the fans were, like, truly celebrating, like, like a draw. Like, if it was, like, a win, you know, like, they won a cup. Like, it, like the atmosphere, like, must have been amazing to be there, you know. The way Especially the two coaches looked at each other too, like during the games, like you would see like one of the teams miss, and then mm-hmm. they would just look at each other and like be like, "Fuck!" Like this yeah. game is crazy. Like neither one <laughs> of them knew what the fuck was going on, dude. Yeah, and it's cool because like you know, like from them, be- like considering like Liverpool, like is one of the biggest, like basically top two biggest teams in England. You know, to sit like through trophies and stuff like that, and like for for like basically a virtual nobody. Like a team that just joined, like first time in seventy four years they're in the top flight to keep up like toe to toe with them like that's that's super cool to see you know. 
we called him out from the beginning of the season, bro. Like stats sometimes they just don't lie. And like this team, man, and I yeah. hear it, dude. This fucking guy's a real deal. Tottenham fucking sign this guy. This center back is crazy, dude. He mm-hmm. makes the best tackles, goal line clearances. And then, oh, we didn't even talk about the amount of goal line clearances in this game. Yeah. There was like four goal line clearances. Which was insane. I mean, there was a couple of times where you're like, damn, like these fools are like still keeping this shit on play. Like, holy shit. Like, that shit's crazy to me. It was it was just a good game. Like, it, it, it gave you a little bit of everything. It had like a lot of defensive struggles, a lot of attacking, like, Going Good saves from the keepers, too. Dude, oh. that one that Jota, when he had that double save in the first half. Oh, my God, dude. Who, the, the Brentford keeper, Raya? Yeah, Brentford, yeah. Yeah, when they hit the post and then he got that double save, like he got the second save. I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah, and, like, and that wasn't no even save, the only like, good save in the game. That's what I'm saying. Like, those are, like, the ones that you – like, if your keeper can make those for the for you, like, that that adds up for points. You know, like those are points, valuable points. You're you're saving your team from like losing. You know, because I mean, imagine he lets that go in. You know, like that's already like three four. You know, like that's already a loss. And that kept that should kept them in the game because I think they were losing at the time. I think they were down like two one, weren't they, or were they up one nil? Uh, they were they were up. I think they were up. No, I actually I think they were losing two one at the time already. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that shit keeps you in the game. Like so, if you have a keeper of that quality to to make saves like that when it matters, you know, like that that's super game changer, especially for like to be like a newly promoted team. Like that shit, that shit definitely helps you out in the long run, especially because if he if he can make those like kind of saves week in and week out for sure. Definitely, in the next game, uh, well, the first game of Sunday today. Southampton versus Wolves and Jimenez coming through with his first goal in like almost a whole calendar year since his injury, man. Yeah, it's actually it's actually three hundred and thirty six days, which is crazy. <laughs> which is I mean, it's cool to see him, you know, like I felt like it meant a lot to him for sure. And the goal <laughs> is like such an individual goal too. Like they just punted the ball up, he outbodies the shit out of the other defender. Bullied cuts, the defender. Dude, he cuts him. Then he cuts back. He just uh, – it was so composed. It was such a good finish. It was such a good goal to score as your first goal back, and I think it's going to really give him the confidence he's been looking for, and he's going to turn into a goal threat again for sure. Yeah, especially because that's what they were lacking. Like, I feel like they were creating the opportunities. They just had nobody to put them away because, I mean – Yeah. Like, like it, it's like it's like ring rust, you know? It's like you, you – you go through the motions, but I feel like your like your final touch, your your last ball, your your final shot, like it's just not there. But like I mean, once you finally like break like the bubble, you know, or like break the seal, like I feel like he's gonna be in like a good position to start putting a lot of these goals away, which I mean wolves definitely need. I mean, they've just been struggling. I think they had like the most shots without like cons- like scoring a goal in the last couple games that I, from what I saw, at least in like the in the stats, which is crazy. I mean it is what it is, but I mean, sometimes you gotta you gotta win. You win like these scrappy games against teams like Southampton. Like I think Southampton still don't even have a win yet. You know, like dude, honestly, dies, though, if I'm being, so... if I'm, and sometimes sometimes, sometimes you don't get what you shots. deserve, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any given Sunday. But... Exactly. I mean, all it takes is one moment to change the game. I mean, whether it's for or against you, for sure. Yeah, like Armstrong and Redwood, they had so many chances. Uh, let me see, eighteen, bro. 
these fools took 18 shots and they didn't score mm-hmm. a single goal. And Wolves <laughs> took five shots and they scored. So it's like they had the possession with 57%. And it's just it's unlucky to see, man. But, but it's really cool, cool to see Ralph and get that winner. Yeah, I mean, especially because it's like, dude, like the injury he sustained was like pretty like serious. Like that shit, was, like so I was reading. Brutal. Yeah, I was reading like the little like a little passage on one of the Instagram pages. Like it basically, they basically said like that fool was like lucky to be alive, you know, like let alone even yeah, life threatening. Which is like crazy, and like now he's like out here doing this thing, you know. So it's like maybe sometimes like that that might be like a blessing in disguise for you to like really appreciate what you're doing now, you know. I mean, I know he didn't ask to be hurt in that sense and to be out for so long, but, I mean, like I said, maybe it's just a blessing and it'll make him appreciate what he's doing even more now, you know, and work even harder. Because I know he's, like, a late bloomer for sure because he wasn't very good at the beginning of his career, especially in Europe. So, I mean, to watch him, like, prosper and, like, flourish into, like, such a good, like, you know, like, player that, that he is now competing in one of the best leagues in the world, it's, like, super cool to see. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. And then... um <laughs> so the the last game of Sunday, it's not the last game of the weekend. There's actually a game with Crystal Palace and uh, Brighton yeah. tomorrow, but I give yeah, that not... to Brighton all day. But um, it's still gonna be a good game because there's attack and talent on both teams. But that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about the North London Derby, Arsenal versus Tottenham. Mm-hmm. And uh, my boys, they uh, let me down. I, <laughs> I I was calling it out, you know. I knew I saw it coming, but but yeah. like this to go down like this, man, it hurts. So, it so easily. Hurts. I feel like it was too easy. That shit pissed me off, man. Like, it's just not the way I want to start my day, you know? Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. You just get wrecked in the first half, and it's just... First 30, no? The first 30, bro, and it's... Oh, my God, man. They, like, doubled their goal tally alone on us in the first 30 minutes for the whole season in the first 30 mm-hmm. minutes of the game, man. And everybody just looking at each other for answers. It's like, motherfucker, play the damn game. Go in for the tackles. Show some passion. And then this fucking lineup that Nuno puts out, god damn, bro, you, you're playing against a possession team, and then you go out and you put, like, your most attacking team against them, but then mm-hmm. when you play against Crystal Palace, you go defensive. It's like, bro, what yeah. in the actual fuck are you doing? I don't understand mm-hmm. this guy. And it's like, yeah, he gets manager of the month, whatever, first month, but I, this guy needs to get the fuck out of this. Levy, fucking fire him, and then fire yourself. Because the, everything going on with the fucking club is pissing me off. The transfers we brought in aren't good enough. Yeah. And then you don't even fucking play them. And then you got, oh, my God, Harry Kane doesn't even want to play for the team anymore. And he's just a waste of a position on the field. He's for not sure. scoring goals. He's not providing assists. And then you got two players that look like they want to be on the field in Hungerman's son and Lucas Mora. I'm not even a Lucas Mora fan, bro, but, like, the guy balled out today. And yeah. not balled out, but he was the only one that had any heart along with Hingman's son. And then you got the defense. Oh, my God. It's in shambles, bro. These mm-hmm. guys, like, I'm so tired of Eric Dyer's shit, bro. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. He just, he always wants to play the victim. You know what I mean? Yeah. He has, like, three solid games, and he acts like he's the world's best center back. And then he's not, dude. He ain't it. And neither one of our center backs are. We need to get a real name in there. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's just pisses me off man and then um what's his name emerson that guy we buy him from barca just because he's from barca i feel like the guy's trash dude he's (laughs) fucking trash and then and then we get 
like I said, in the center mid, we got Skip and Hoiberg playing. Oh, my God, dude. Skip, he's good and all, but, like, I just don't think he should be playing. Or he didn't even start. He got subbed on uh, for Deli Ali. Who that guy was I've walking around saying, the whole time. De- oh, my fucking God. What does that guy do? He doesn't score. He doesn't give assists. He doesn't defend. Literally, yeah. he just <laughs> fucking takes spit. I'd rather have a cone on the field than that guy. And then he, we need to sell him. Because, but yeah. he has, like, he has like one good season. And then uh, I think Alex Ferguson called him, like, biggest uh, players for England in the near future. And then, like, I think Levy must have saw that article and was like, Alex Ferguson knows best. We're going <laughs> to keep him. And we're going to make him the best. And then we're just forcing a player to be somebody he's not. Like, bro, sell him back to MK Dons for, like, one mil. I don't give a shit at this point. Like, I just don't want to yeah. see him in the starting lineup. I don't want to see him on the bench. I used to be a big Daily Ali fan. He's all over my Instagram. I have jerseys of him. Bro, yeah. fuck that guy. Get him out the fucking team. Same with Harry Kane. I'm so old. Sell the whole fucking squad, dude, except for Regulone and, and uh, Hoiberg. I like those two. Those are my two favorite right now because they look like they want to play for the club. Mm-hmm. Hugman's son, he could stay. Lucas Mora, I kind of want to get rid of him too, even though he, he <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, yeah. just, he's so predictable. Yeah. I'm just so fucking over the team. But let's talk you a little that, bit Levy? about Arsenal, you, though. Like, you better looked, fucking listen. They looked fucking good, man. I yeah, got to admit, they looked really good. Yeah, they they done a complete 180 from where they were at a month ago. But that's what I've been saying, bro. Like, against Arsenal, we, fucking Arsenal could be trash all season. All season. And we could be doing uh-huh. so good. And then we show up to the Emirates, and then they fucking, I don't know what's going on. In the, they're, like, doping our players or something because they come out, and they look like they're such a better team. They look like they put on a whole different kit. They go from being Arsenal to being fucking Real Madrid every single fucking time they play us at Emirates, bro. <laughs> I don't know what it is. They always show yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Oh, nah, it was fucking fuming, it's bro. Yeah. It's crazy because, I mean, I just felt like they, like, looked so fluid in attack, and it was, it was insane. Like, they, like you watched them in the first month, and you're like, yeah, these guys are fucking trash. But then you see them now, and they're, like, they're, like so fluid and, like, free-flowing, like, attacking unit, like, like was it the third goal with that flick from Aubameyang to fucking uh Emil Smith Rowe? Like that was nice, and then to cut it back for what's his name? I forgot who who fucking finished it. I think it might have been Aubameyang himself. Aubameyang scored the second one when Smith Rowe was just running down the flank. So like the they play him in, and then Aubameyang flicks it wide. Smith Rowe just yeah, sprints downfield, plays about. a perfect cutback, and Aubameyang with a beautiful weak foot shot, far yeah. post. And I'm just like, bro. And you could see it was coming because he was just taking shots, man. And he he usually takes a while to take a few shots, but like, dude, thirty minutes in, he had already had like four shots, and they were all hella close. And Smith then that Rowe. one that was offside, oh, it's Smith yeah. Rowe, dude. I've been calling him out since the beginning of the season. He's fucking quality on the ball, man. Yeah, he's good, and he's like, I guess he's like the uh, Arsenal's youngest ever goal scorer in the North London Derby. Uh, wow. I guess he's like, a, yeah, well, he's he's a couple years younger than uh. Fucking Oxley Chamberlain, who was the last one to do it in 2014 to score. And then Saka, bro. That guy fucking balled out on us too, man. It's just oh like, yeah. Oh my god, man. And he's had such a shit season so far. And it's just like to see all this go on against in the North London Derby, bro. It's just ah, it's so fucking annoying, dude. Like fucking have some pride in the shirt. You know what I mean? Like go out there and fucking if you're gonna take the loss, you better fucking go out there and take the loss. And fucking try your hardest, not walk around like yeah. little pussies. You know what I mean? Like, dude, it's just so annoying. These guys get paid millions of dollars a year, and they act like they just they deserve it for some reason. It's like, yeah. oh fuck, no, you don't. Get mm-hmm. the fuck off the field. 
I'd rather see the academy play at this point because I know that they'd at least give their all. Yeah. And I Damn. guess uh, Saka is the, the youngest player in Premier League history to score an assist in the North London Derby also, which is kind of crazy. That's just, yeah, that's just showed dude, you. Let's just, that... see, let's just see all these goddamn fucking records just get broke this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's another one. It's I mean, it's it's about you guys, but it's not a good one. I yeah, guess it probably isn't. <laughs> Spurs have conceded three plus goals in three consecutive Premier League games for the first time since September 20, 20, or 2003. Yeah, this this team right now is the worst I've ever seen Tottenham. We go from Champions League final, and then we fucking sack Pochettino. And then we bring in uh, Trofe Mourinho. And then we fucking sack him the day before a fucking final. Our, our first ever final in, like, years. You know what I mean? Or not years. We were just in the, the Champions League. But we were probably going to win the trophy, maybe. A better chance than having Ryan Mason step in as coach. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah. And then you bring in uh, – we're talking about bringing the likes of uh, Antonio Conte in. Uh, like, a, a proven winner, bro. Yeah. Get behind that. Yeah. And then they start making all these signings. And then, like, they, they're just trying to make ticket sales, bro. And then once they make yeah. the season ticket sales, they fucking cut the switch on that. And then we're fucking all of a sudden talking to, to like, no-name-ass fucking coaches, bro. And then we bring in Nuno. What the fuck has Nuno even accomplished other than a manager of the Monday Ward? He hasn't done anything for Wolves either. You bring in a yeah. fucking nobody coach to fucking supposedly make me happy. For, I'm so fucking over this team, man. Like, oh, my God. Levy, get the fuck out. Ah, I, whatever. I don't even want to talk yeah. about it right now. And then I guess uh, Tottenham are the are only the second team in Premier League history to win their first three games of the season and then lose their next three after Everton in <sighs> nineteen. Let's just set all the records that are just yeah. No, but listen to this. the The only other team to do that is Everton in, in ninety three ninety four, who ended up finishing in seventeenth place. Fuck, dude. <laughs> So, I mean, oh my god, I could see some shit like that happening to us too. Like, if I I swear to fucking god, if we end up in the goddamn championship, I'm gonna lose my shit, dude. It's gonna be a cold day in hell. (laughs) I mean, it is is what it is, you know. Hopefully, you guys can pull it together. I mean, I I really think that if there is a chance of saving you guys, it's gonna have to be through sacking the manager. Yeah, he's gotta go, bro. He's gotta go. It ain't working out, man. Yeah, the you only can't. reason it worked out at the beginning is because we got clean sheets. Now we're not even getting clean sheets. And I even said those goals that we were scoring when we got those clean sheets were fucking lame ass goals. Now mm-hmm. we're not getting those lame ass lucky goals. And we're fucking not even getting the clean sheets. So we're just getting fucked. Like literally, we're just getting yeah. fucked. Oh, and I mean, it hurts, man. There's no Vaseline going on here, man. It's just. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like I said, I mean. Hopefully you guys figure it. I mean, hopefully Levy isn't one of those fools that takes a whole year to fucking realize like that you fools should be. Uh, sh- you guys need some changes ASAP. If you know, he was willing to to sack Jose Mourinho, like in the most random time of the season, the the worst possible. I didn't even like Jose Mourinho, but I wouldn't have fucking fired him right then either. Mm-hmm. If he was willing to do that and bring in. Ryan Mason as the coach for the rest of the season, bro. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be down to sack this guy in the next two games. And no, I don't sure. really know who's a at this point. <laughs> that guy's not gonna fucking take the team. God, I don't even know you what know, to do anymore. You know, you know who I feel like nobody talks about, but I feel like that could probably help you guys out. And I don't even know if he's coaching a team right now, but uh, it would be uh, Leandro Jardim. The guy that uh, coached Monaco when they had Mbappe, Falcao. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fucking, 
he has he has like a track record too. Like he has a few good teams that he's he's brought up. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like you guys would probably finish or you guys would benefit from having someone like that. Not necessarily immediately, but like if you were to give him like 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 the reins of the transfer, like you know, like he's only in charge of making transfers and like bringing him in his own scouting network and shit like that. Yeah, I feel like that's somebody that you guys would probably like, you know, like benefit for sure from having in the long yeah. run at least, because that guy can build a team, you know, like especially with not that much money. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. No, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just hope and pray, and I'm gonna start manifesting positivity into my team but <laughs> and whatever vibes through yeah burn, that's enough. burn the sage for them talk about fucking any more records that got set against arson or tottenham and shit records tottenham set and nothing i just want to move on <laughs> all right and then i mean at the time of this recording it's sunday night so i mean we still have one more game left in the match week which is a uh, brighton crystal palace so i think that could be a really that? good game i think it could be a real good game i think it's gonna yeah. be I think it's going to be Brighton, but I think it's not going to be as easy as Brighton is going to assume. I mean, mm-hmm. dude, Crystal Palace packed us 3-0, so you know they got goal-scoring potential. Yeah. Um, but Brighton, and like last week, Brighton got lucky on that win, dude, by those two goals getting called off. And But they're also... They're what? Okay. Um... I would definitely think that um, I have a feeling that the way that this weekend's been going, I feel like all the favorites have been getting upset. So I'm going I'm to call like a 2-1 win for Crystal Palace. Oh, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, that's true. I, I know, which, which leads like us. Exactly. Which uh, li- finally leads us to n- next week's fixtures, which is match week seven, which kicks off with uh, Everton Man United. What are your thoughts on that? I give it to Ever- no. I give it to. Me. They should- yeah. I don't see them losing game. Honestly, I, I think, think it's gonna be a comfortable win too. I give it like a. Honestly, dude, I call like a fucking three zero for Man U. I think Ronaldo might score like a hat trick or something crazy. Yeah. Uh, United or Everton super shaking the back. Um, so I I I could see United just tearing them apart, like you know, like don't get me wrong. Uh. Got to be a Everton. mission statement. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll show at least that they have the bounce back ability, you know, because, I mean, like I said, everybody this season is going to get upset, especially in the top four. Like, it's going to be, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a 96 point league, you know, 99 point league. It's going to be like an 80 point league because everyone's going to lose and get upset by different teams, you know, like, like we've already seen Chelsea have their struggles against like Aston Villa. Same thing with Man United. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they Chelsea got upset by us t- this weekend, you know. So it's like it's just, it's gonna be one of those like like twists and turns type of league. It's gonna be a roller coaster ride for sure, bro. And then the next game is Burnley versus Norwich, the battle of the bottoms right here. I give it to Burnley though. Yeah, I mean Burnley looked good this weekend, so I mean I think they're gonna keep the momentum going and they're for sure gonna pull up another win. It's gonna suck though because I think what is that like se- like seven games in a row now if the Norwich are gonna lose. Yeah, that's crazy. They're going to definitely get sent back to the championship. Yeah, like at what point is it like mathematically impossible for you to like stay up, you know? Like how many games do you have to lose consecutively? I know, huh? That is pretty intense. Yeah. What's his, uh, um, the next game, Chelsea the... Southampton? 
Yes, sir. I mean, the, the, another and same thing. Uh, I I see another bounce back game for Chelsea. They're gonna, I think they're going to fucking slaughter Southampton. I'm gonna feel bad for them because because I mean, you get upset by us. So, I mean, who's gonna take the punishment out on them? You know. What do you think the score? I think like four nil five. Yeah, I was. I think Lukaku has. A, I think I think Lukaku scores a hat trick, and then uh, whoever you know, whoever else gets bags either two goals or one and one. Werner better score this game, dude. If he doesn't score this game, it's ridiculous. The guy overrated. Poor well, guy. he was so good in the in the Bundesliga, but he just different can't league. play in the Prem, man. And then the yeah, next it's different game, styles, though. Yeah, it, it really is, honestly. It's not, it's not as dynamic. I mean, like, he, him and him in the Bundesliga, he can run past players. Like, here, like, people, motherfuckers keep up with you, you know? Yeah, and the and the playing style is just so more physical. and Which it's, it's, seems to, like, bother him, you know? Yeah, he struggles a lot with that shit, so. And then the next game's going to be Lee. Should be. Shit, this. Yeah. I'll take it. You think so? Yeah, I think. I think Lee's yeah. the beginning super unlucky. Yeah, exactly. I think Rafinha scores another goal, and then I think Rodrigo finally finds the shooting boots. Yeah, I mean, he's been kind of underwhelming since he signed. I was kind of excited when he signed last year, and up until this point, like he hasn't really done anything to impress me personally. They're so, like I mean, moving him around to positions too. They're like, we're like clicks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What do you What do you think the score is on this one? You know what? I give it a tie. Actually, give it a tie. Two two. You think so? Two two. Yeah, I mean, I could see that for sure. I because I feel like there's like, no way they're there's both. No way Watford doesn't score. Yeah. Um. And what's the next game? Um. Wolves. Oh, That's another good game, dude. I'm gonna. Have, yeah. These these mid table games are gonna sometimes be better than like the top four playing. To be honest, God. hell yeah, they're gonna be fucking battles, man. They're gonna be like the like we referred to earlier, boxing matches. You know. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um. Uh, yeah. Fuck. I can see a tie here for sure. I can too. I don't see wolves. But so I call it another like two two game. Honestly. And if anybody wins, I think Newcastle does. You know what I mean? And if Longstaff keeps playing, hey, or I guess score another goal. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Um, yeah, because, like I said, I don't see anybody apart from Jimenez scoring for sure. So, I mean, ho- hopefully, uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully shit gets put together. I mean, and then the last game of the day on Saturday, which is probably might be, depending on how tomorrow goes, it might be one of the better ones, uh, would have to be uh, is uh, Brighton versus Arsenal because it'll, pro- it'll put two of the most important teams at the moment together. Um, like I said, I mean, this might be completely different depending on how the results go tomorrow. because like, ben, <laughs> ben White's return to be in his head a little bit. Ooh. Um, damn. I give it to Brighton, game. dude. You think so? Yeah, just because, like I said, I think Ben White might be a little bit like 
I think he might be a little shooketh because he's like playing against his old team. And like sometimes you either do really good or you do really bad. And if your center back's playing really bad, then you're screwed, bro. I feel like but, he might even, I feel like he might score against them, no, no cap. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. You think he celebrates if he does? Nah, he won't. Yeah, I feel like that's it's like such disrespect if you do. Yeah, I was gonna say, especially because like, bro, they, they made you, you know, like you, you came from them. Like, you know, nobody knew your name before them. Mm hmm. But I mean, uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a, for the sake of disagreement. I'll, I'm gonna go with the Brighton win. I probably I think they went like two one. I'm just sour, bro. But yeah, <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. Um, and then that moves us on to Sunday's fixtures, which we have four fixtures going on, which three of them are gonna be simultaneous, which kind of fucking sucks. Uh, so the first one, the first one kicking off, you have a Crystal Palace versus Leicester. Oh, dude, Leicester all day. I give them a three zero. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is like their bounce back game, especially because of the, like the hiccups they've been having as of late. I think they reassert their dominance at least over the bottom half teams, and uh, they just pick up a, like you said, either three zero or two nil win for me for sure. And then uh, at, kicking off at the same time, you also have Spurs versus Aston Villa. Fuck. <laughs> how do you? How, well, what are you thinking? Well, this is the last fucking time I'd ever want to play Aston Villa. Yeah. God damn, dude. Honestly, dude, fuck, man. I guess I gave Ashton Villa a comfortable win, too. That's the worst part. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be 2-0, bro. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I mean, just fuck. It's just, uh, Ashton Villa just looks like a goal He'll show up. It doesn't mean he'll do anything, though. That's what I mean. That's like, by show up, you better show up. Like, fucking <laughs> show up for the team, bro. Fuck. Show why you're going to show up. It's not like he's going to sleep through the damn game. That's what he did today. <laughs> yeah, right? Fuck, man. <laughs> but nah. honestly, I do give it to I give it to um, Ashton Villa for sure. Mm-hmm. Momentum means a lot. And the way things are going right now for us, it's just not looking good. And who knows? In the next week, what could happen in the news? You know what I mean? With yeah, Nuno Espirito, Santos getting sacked, hopefully. That'd be crazy like, if you get sacked him right away. I want him out. You lose the North London Derby that bad after so many bad performances, bro. Like, you're done to me. Like, I, don't, I really don't want you anymore. Yeah. Sounds harsh, but, like, you already were kind of – we were already, like, not really feeling yeah. you. You know what I mean? And, like, I 100% don't feel you anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, that or, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you are a Spurs fan, but I mean, and I try to be like a little bit more lenient towards you guys because of that. I mean, but I mean, at this point, I, I don't see you guys, like, there's no way you guys win it. I mean, I hope you guys surprise both of us, you know, and like, actually put something together, but I mean. Oh, trust me, I hope too. <laughs> see it happening. Yeah. Nah, so then at the last game uh, on the simultaneous uh, triple kickoff is uh, uh, West Ham versus Brentford pinning two informed teams against each other. W- what are your thoughts on that? It's going to be such a good game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a high-scoring game again. Um, I give it – I give it uh... – This one's a hard one to call, honestly. 
I think that uh, Brentford's going to be really proud of themselves, and they're going to start really going on the front foot here, and they know they could score in the Prem yeah. against the best team or one of the best mm-hmm. teams. So they, they're feeling yeah. real confident. So I think they're going to go all out and attack like they've been known for doing, kind of risk yeah. a little bit on defense. And then you got West Ham with Antonio. So I think it'll be like – I think 3-1 Brentford, bro. Yeah, I I can see I see I can see Embuemo and Tony just taking advantage of that back line. Yeah, because I mean, if they were doing that to go to was it was it Gomes or Matip that was playing? Uh, I think it was Matip. It was no? Matip. Yeah, yeah. If they were doing that to Matip and Van Dyke, like what's stopping them from doing that to fucking who who the fuck who the fuck is uh what's their name center backs like oh who else? Dude, they they're gonna be screwed, bro. Yeah. So I mean they're they're gonna keep building off of this for sure, and it's gonna, yeah, like you said, I could I could see them pulling away with the win for sure. Yeah, and Ogbonna, bro, he does look kind of shaky in the back lately. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he he just doesn't seem like the most reliable, you know. For, yeah, um, and then that finally leads us to the. I mean, theoretically, it's gonna be the game of the weekend. Doesn't mean necessarily it will be because we have all these fucking good ass games going on right before and uh the day before um uh, you got man city going to anfield taking on liverpool what do you wow. think it's gonna be uh i think it's gonna be damn bro i think <laughs> yeah man this is a tough one to call i think man city i think man city maybe keep a clean sheet. I don't know if they're going to be able to, though, against Liverpool, but I think you guys for sure will take the win. For me, it's about taking the clean sheet, though, and I think taking a clean sheet in this game is going to be more a win because Liverpool is yeah. such a free-flowing team. So, Especially because like, they're, they're, Salah's been on a tear the last couple games, you know? Exactly. I'm saying it'd almost be better to take a tie than it would to take. I mean, that sounds kind of stupid, but. You like two zero first? I think maybe. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be bold this week just because we beat the the reigning European champs, and I'm gonna say that we're gonna take a. Uh, 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 yeah, I, I'll say two nil win at Anfield. I mean, ba- making it our, like our second win in like ten years there. So I mean, yeah, see what I'm saying? Like that's that would be crazy. So yeah, I mean, I just think that uh, Liverpool showed a lot of weakness in the back this this last week that just happened. Especially yeah, being and like, you guys, you guys knowing you guys, Pep's gonna study that tape, and you guys are gonna exploit all those. Yeah, so I mean, I hope I hope that happens just because it'll it'll put us a little bit higher up in the table, and it'll give us a three out hopefully three out of three uh, wins in our little rough patch of a week that we have coming up. So I mean, yeah, that pretty much wraps it all up. I mean, I, I don't, do you have anything you want to talk about apart from the season or for, about apart from uh, the week? I, I was. I think I wanted to bring up. It's like I feel this podcast is long as hell, and I was gonna say it would maybe be a good idea to like 
separate our predictions from the recaps. Uh, if that's something everybody would be interested in, kind of just let us know. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I, I just feel like... Yeah. that's pretty much all anything i wanted to say mm-hmm. no i mean yeah no, i agree um so i think that wraps everything up for us i mean thank you for listening thank you for supporting us continuously um catch us on every spot or every uh podcast outlet um it's been real uh it's I'm Jesus, and uh, this is my co-host Eli. We're the co-hosts of El Rondo Podcast, and uh, we're out. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, and uh, Manchester is blue. <laughs>